With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. I can't wait to speak to him too, and with the NRL back in full force in International Rugby League, not far away from making a return to our shores, we've got to remember the game breeze, um, its own life up up in the far north of uh, the world where people forget about it, that cold place that um, my mate's gone to live in. Super League is humming, and later this year the UK plays host the Rugby League World Cup, which is well overdue. It was the 2021 World Cup, but Carl likes to call it the 2022 World Cup, but we'll argue about that later. He's a great mate of mine. I took him to the UK in 89, and he's never come home. He's now the top CEO of Doncaster. He's uh, the the ex-vice president of the RFL. Mate, he's even good mates with Mike Tyson. He's on the line now. He says hello. How you going, Hawley? How you going, boy? Yeah, all good, brother. All good, mate. It's a way. Well, nice good to, little introduction there. Thank you. <laughs> good to see you. <laughs> haven't lost your Kiwi accent either, son. I know when you talk to me, you try and roll out that Yorkshire accent. But, uh, mate, just tell us what you've been doing. Uh, oh, mate, we've been busy with the World Cup stuff, but if you know what I've been doing this week, I've gone right back to uh, the days when you brought me here, and the last two weeks or week and a half is school holiday camp, so my legacy officer booked the uh, kids in for two weeks and then took two weeks holiday, so <laughs> I had to step up, and, <laughs> and I've been coaching the school kids the last uh, week and a half, mate, which I've enjoyed it, it's it's made me go right back to how I got to where I am today. And so, you know, it's it's brought back some good memories and I'd like to give something back. So just take us quickly through that, mate. I know you can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles, but just just tell us <laughs> a little bit about where you come from, your junior days and how you ended up in the UK. Yeah, well, obviously I'm a Mount Albert boy, played for Mount Albert and um, played for the Auckland junior teams and then got in the junior Kiwis with you and we came over to England um, fell in love with the place as you know I, I did um, come back and we were playing uh, I went down to Canterbury and we were playing um, we are in the hotel and me and Andrew Vincent just started ringing all the clubs in England to see if we could um, if there was a start over here and 
soon as we mention your name, we got in that Donny. So that, that was, <laughs> everything else takes care of itself. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, hey, Carl is you? here, mate. Great. He is the king. He's come onto this show and he's brought some uh, good laughter, great, great insights, and some uh, wonderful calls on the game of rugby league, mate. And we love having him on the show. But uh, when he took you over in '89, mate, what, what did you stay and he came home? Why wasn't it the other way around? <laughs> oh, he, listen, we came over just to have a bit of fun, and I, I love the place. Um, just, mm. just the way they treated us, and you know, all the people were friendly, and I don't know, it was. I just thought this is this is me, you know. It was like playing at Carlow Park every week, and it was at Tattersfield, and it was a pretty rundown old joint. But you know, when you were playing in New Zealand, you only the main game was at Carlow Park. Well, we were playing there every other week over here, so I thought, yeah, this will do me. Hey, Hawley, you've got. Um yeah, you had that Pacifica uh, group of players over there. How are all the boys going in the Super League? All your, all the Pacifica boys. Give us an update on Connie Harrell, Thomas Luluai, um and and also you're, you're catching up with your good mate Freddie Tuolagi, whose boy plays in the in the centres for the English Rugby Union team. How's that all ha- going on? Yeah, well, good timing, oh, because we're um, we're just about to announce a thirty-man squad for the the All Stars game against England and. Um, on the 18th of June, uh, got Ellery in there. Uh, I spoke to Al. We had Tim Sheens coaching last year, um, and mate, he was great. And then, obviously, he's gone back to the Tigers. So we got uh, Ellery in. Uh, I spoke to Al and, and see if Al would coach them this year, um, knowing that the boys would love him. Um, and Ellery's just been calling all the Kiwi boys and the Island boys over the last two days because he's going to announce the 30-man squad. So. They're all good, mate. Um, I think Conrad's going going well at St Helens and Will Hopewadi and and those guys. Mm. One bloke who's, who's going really well this year is that Mason Lino. He's at Wakefield, you know, coached by Willie Pochin. He said to say hello to you too, Rob. Nice. Um, so he's he's done really well uh, this year. He I think he it was a bit tough for him last year, but he's found his feet and he. He's one of the main halfbacks over here at the moment, um, along with that, that Calippi at Wakefield's going good, and there's quite a few of the boys at um, Hull FC as well, Carlos, uh, Chris Sarte, uh, Manu Mel, and they're all going well. They're all few, going well. A few Warriors boys' names in there. Oh, Mason Leno, I always thought he's going to be a good halfback for mm. the Warriors eventually. Uh, good to hear him. And Willie Poaching, we know that used to carve up back here in New Zealand. Now, good coach at Wakefield. Mate, must be excited about Samoa coming over to the World Cup. Uh, take us through how, how your city got to host them. Yeah, well, listen, we we missed out on, um, on getting a game in 2013, but um, obviously, as you know, with Kevin and Tony Iroh, they were with the Cook Islands and the Kiwis. We had a friendly here. I brought a friendly here to Donny, um week before the World Cup started and we hosted them here. So that went well. Um, obviously, I just went and spoke to the mayor and the CEO, who's now the CEO in Wellington, uh, Joe Miller, um, and said, listen, we want to try and bring World Cup in 2021. Um, mm. As you say, 22, but it is 21 World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
because the World Cup comes around every four years, mate. So it's got to keep in line with that because France have got it in 25. So I uh, spoke to the council. They backed us. Um, the mayor backed us. Everyone was on board. And as you know, and Donny, if, like the mayor said when we were in the meeting to the World Cup people, if you're speaking to Carl Hall, you're speaking to me. We're all together here. So we were, we thought we'd get a game. Um, and one thing we promised them would fill the game, you know, fill the stadium. That's what they were worried about. Uh, our bid was that good, and we went that hard, and we went global and got everyone back in us. And we ended up getting three games. So with that well comes expectation. So we've got to um, full three games now, and they're not probably the most attractive games, you know, but uh, Greece and France and Samoa and Greece and then the big one, PNG and um, Wales. So it'll be hard, you know, with, with the just from where they come from, there's, you know, if we had New Zealand, England, easy. Um, but we're also hosting Samoa here in Donny, which is huge for us. What about the delay, um, Carl? Obviously, we're, we're a year delay. Has that caused any disruptions with the organisation, or have you been able to probably do things that you would probably weren't able to do if if the World Cup was in October? Have you? Um, has it caused any kind of setbacks for you? Uh, for us, it's, for us, we didn't stop. You know, when obviously there was the COVID and all that, and you know, I said to our team here, listen, we just crack on with the schools and. We don't do. We stop when uh, they tell us it's not going to be on. So we went right through it. I think we we sort of helped the teachers here in Donny because they didn't know what to do with their kids, and we were doing a lot of the uh, resource of the World Cup stuff. So for us, it was good. Uh, we've, we've the, the kids in Donny have learned the Siva Tao and all that sort of stuff. So they'll, they'll be great, as you know. They did the haka to the boys when they came um, in 2013. But I think it was the right call because it, you know, no crowds and it went ahead with it, no crowds. Um, what it has done is made us all do a lot more. We can, you know, put a lot more into the school kids and all that. And you know, these kids in Donny still talk about the Kiwis and that when they came in 13. So you know what the Samoa boys are like when they get into the schools and start doing some stuff with them. This will live you know long in their memories for many many years. Mm. Hey, mate, well, thanks for taking the time. I know it was pretty hard to get you off the training paddock uh, uh, this morning. You know, you, I know you're still out there doing 400s and pumping big big weights in the gym. You're looking fantastic. Um, mate, give, give all my best to Ellery Hanley too, mate. I haven't, haven't um, seen him for a while and say hello. Uh, wish you all the best, Hawley and Doncaster. i just got one shout-out for you. Yeah. Ed from Tolliga Bay here, mate. Said he played schoolboy Kiwis with you. Do you remember, do you remember Ed from the East Coast? <laughs> Um, no, mate. No, he's the dementia set, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a bit old now. I'm getting a bit old now. I forget about those things, mate. I can't even remember who you are. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry, mate. You're wearing my crown. I'll come back one day and pick it up. All right. Good to talk to you, brother. Okay, good to see you, man. Talk soon. All right. Sweet. Kimpy just has to get that one in there, eh? Awesome, though. The oh. Great question, is he, about the delay in um, the World Cup, but sounds like they've spun it to a real positive, eh? You know, with that community yeah. kind of attitude, and that's what you'd hope that events could do. Yeah, look, 
obviously you want it to happen when they when it was meant to happen, but it's given them more time to promote it. Those weren't obviously the the big star games and, and the big star teams, but it's 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 a rugby league World Cup, and it doesn't matter. I saw I remember when the World Cup was in New Zealand and uh, the not so big teams going around the country and just seeing the the fans and community really embracing it and just really getting behind it. That's what I get the feel for Doncaster. I think they're going to really cherish just having any sport, any super rug, uh, rugby league in their town. And, um, mate, it's good. And, and you're right, Kempi, we haven't even spoken about it. The Rugby League World Cup, it was delayed last year. It was kind of put in the background. Now it's fast approaching. Uh, we've got the NRL on and it's flying. But end of the year... We're ripping yeah, into a World Cup, mate. Not far away. And that's weird, mate. We do it mm. so, so poor. Um, no one in New Zealand's even got World Cup on their tongues at the moment. They probably don't even know that it's actually being played at the end of the year. But just, you know, Hall used to mm. sell appliances, mate. When I remember coming up here in Dominion Road, just down in Chinatown where it is now, he used to um, work for a dude in there who, who sold appliances. And to, to do what he does, like, no, he runs that Pacifica group up there. He got... Tim Sheen's to coach the side last year. That's no small get. And makes a phone call to Ellery Hanley, who's an absolute legend up in the UK, and says, um, Al, can you come and coach these boys, you know, the Pacifica side that play England? They beat them for the, the first game was last year. They beat England, who were going to the World Cup. So, um, mate, he's a he's a local boy done good up there. He, he can open some doors up. You know, he's he's got the gift of the gab. Uh, he's trying to sound a little bit too professional there. I'll give him a tune up on the... On the phone call when I call him back. You said Mike Tyson, mate. You said Mike Tyson. Is he mates so tight? Yeah, Andy Booker, who who's a good mate of ours. We played with him up in '89 up in England. Um, I played with him in '87, and Books was still there in '89. He ended up being like Mike Tyson's manager up in the UK. Um, so, and Mike came into the UK quite a lot of a uh, lot of time. So Hawley got to got to be close to him and, and knows him really well. But mate, it's you know you remember the guy Tony Adams that played. Um, he was yep. a he was a fullback for Arsenal. Yep. Well, Tony Adams was a chair um, for the RFL. Yeah, funny funny story. Eh? Like comes out of football, chairs rugby league mm. in, in the UK. The RFL became real good mates with Hawley. You know, he's just all these touch points with him, and he just. He just, when I was texting him this morning to say, mate, come on and have a chat to us about the World Cup, he goes, but you know me, I just like to, 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 to stay, stay under the radar. And I'm like, man, no, you don't. Get out there in the front and, and promote, <laughs> promote the game. Um, he does little things like really, he really cares about people. You know, like remember Robbie and Henry Paul? Mm. So Robbie Paul's mm, a legend yeah. up in the UK. And he got Robbie Paul to go into all the schools in Doncaster and teach them, all the, all the primary schools and teach them the haka for when the Kiwis showed up in 2013. And all of these Pommy kids got up and did the Kiwis a haka, mate, which was just outstanding, un, un, unbelievable. But, mate, that's what type of bloke he is. Um, he, he's married to an English girl up there, the, the sister of the bloke whose bar we used to go and drink at um, up there, King's Head it was called, uh, still with um, Kaz. And, uh, yeah, just killing it, absolutely killing it up there. Kimpy, Mate, we are... Oh, sorry, Lou, you go. No, it's easy. It's, you go, man. I was just, I, I was just, I've got a thought that can wait wait till later. It's just about the Super League and guys like Mason Lino, so it's a little bit off topic. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that Henry Paul and Robbie Paul, where are they now? Hey, they were, I loved watching those boys ripping up. Hey, they were so good. Yeah, Hen, look, Henry Paul came up as a junior key with Frank Endicott in the junior key. He was in 1994, I think it was. It was mm. 1994, I saw him 
them training at Featherston. I saw Henry for the first time. And then the following year, he made the World Cup. He played in the semi-final when we played Aussie and Reggie hit the post in that, that final play before we went to extra time and lost the game. Um, he's still up there. He played for England, obviously, with Rugby Union. And Robbie Paw's yep. brother came up there, followed him, and played for Bradford, mate, and was just a... They, they're all over TV and stuff with Rugby League now, um, running their own little businesses up there and doing really, really well. So the Paul brothers got, you know, but, but there's so many of those stories. It's like Freddie Tuolagi. You know, Freddie Tuolagi went up there playing the centres with Johnny Schuster, you know, for Halifax. Um, you get, and, and then he, oh, mate, I remember when that boy was born. You know, the boy that plays for England? I remember when he was born, mate. He, was, he, was, he was something like 14 pounds. <laughs> true story, mate. And he was just, mate we, we went to a barbecue at Shoes. We went to a barbecue at Shoes, you know, and they got the summer, they got the pig on the spit out the back in the middle of winter, you know, snow on the ground and turning the pig on the spit and you're going to have a few beers and that. They bring the baby out, mate. The baby started talking to me. Hey, guns, honey. I was like, mate, he's like a, he had a full head of hair. It was like, yeah, looking at a two year old. No wonder he's played for, no wonder he's played for England in the centres as a giant, mate. Just, but, but Freddie's that type of bloke, mate. He's so funny. He's got his own, he's, he just opened his own business up last year. Like, you know, Connor's done the, what's that, that whiskey stuff. Well, Freddie Tuolagi's yeah. got Tuolagi Gin up there in England, which he launched just last year. Oh, Kimpy, you've got the best mm. stories, mate. That's so good. He started talking to me. Yeah, Kimpy. Hey, um, I-, I wanted to ask you about <laughs> Mason Lino and some and the transition for NRL players to go play in the Super League. I, I want to know what's different about him, why it does take them a-, a year or so sometimes to find their feet. So we'll chat about that and the Warriors team named after this. Baz Nizzi for breakfast. That was Carl Hall. If you missed that, awesome chat. A Kiwi who has done himself real good in the United Kingdom. Go have a listen to Baz Nizzi for breakfast on on our podcast channels, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.